Half a dozen couples looked up curiously as the girls entered, then resumed eating. From a doorway in the rear of the hall, a woman wearing a black dress with a small, frilled white apron approached Nancy and her friends. Good afternoon, Nancy said. We'd like to have some tea and cinnamon toast and stay here until the storm dies down. The woman, a gaunt, thin-lipped person past middle age, nodded her head. Just take any table, she replied. Is there a room where we can comb our hair? Nancy asked. The woman nodded. Go to the head of the stairs. You'll see a powder room there. The girls climbed the creaky staircase to the upper hall and opened the door marked ladies. They washed their hands, then began to comb their hair. Suddenly, they heard an angry masculine voice outside the door. Where do you think you're going with that? Nancy, alert to any clue in the mystery at the inn, turned to her friends, fingers to her lips. A girl's voice replied, but the three visitors had difficulty hearing what was said because of the roaring wind. He's 100 today, so I thought you wouldn't mind. It's too much, shouted the man. Take that tray back. There are three young ladies just in to be fed. Get downstairs and help, and be quick about it. But on his 100th birthday, the girl protested. No back talk. I'll take something to the tower later. Nancy and her friends were startled by the crash of glass on the first floor and assumed that the wind had blown in several panes. Quick footsteps indicated the man was running down the steps. The door of the powder room creaked on its hinges and slowly opened inward. Hesitantly, a slender girl of about sixteen came into view. She seemed to be dazed and frightened. Was it from fear of the storm or of the man? Like the woman who had greeted them, the girl wore a black dress with a frilled white apron. Clenched in her hands was a tray. A bouquet of flowers and several dishes of food were in imminent danger of sliding to the floor. Here, let me take that, Nancy said quickly. Oh, who? The girl gave a faint scream and swayed. Nancy seized the tray, thrust it into the hands of the amazed Bess, then put an arm about the girl's quivering form. As Bess and George regarded the frightened girl with pity, Nancy led her to a couch and gently urged her to sit down. Just take it easy, she said. I think the wind is dying down a little. Maybe there won't be any more trouble. The girl sank down obediently. No more trouble, she muttered. Then suddenly she leapt to her feet. Oh, what am I thinking of? She cried out. I, I must go at once. The twisted candles. The twisted candles? Nancy repeated. Yes, I should help him light them. It's getting dark. Nancy, Bess, and George exchanged sideways glances. Then Nancy asked, He? The man who was in the hall? Oh, no. The one who lives in the tower. He's a dear old man, but... The girl stopped speaking and looked into space. After a pause, she went on. I'll be right down to serve you. But she lingered as if wanting to tell something else. When she remained silent, Nancy said, I'm Nancy Drew. These are my friends Bess, Marv, and George Fay. On purpose, she slurred the last names so the girl could not repeat them. I'm Carol Whipple, the waitress replied. I, I must do what the gemmets say. I can't stand here talking. I must get to work or else, or else what? Nancy asked. In the excitement, no one will miss you for a few minutes. George spoke up. If I were you, Carol... I'd take the tray upstairs. The man in the tower has to eat. I'd like to, but I don't dare, Carol said, her eyes widening with fear. 
I was forbidden. Nancy saw a chance to do some sleuthing. Perhaps she could go to the tower. But this tray of food, it'll go to waste, she said. It's for Mr... Mr. Asa Sidney. He lives alone in the tower room. He's 100 years old today. Nancy smiled. I should like to meet a man 100 years old, and I certainly think he deserves a party on his birthday, a real celebration. Mr. Jemmet thinks it is too expensive a trayful, Carol said. You see, Mr. Sidney lets my foster parents, Frank and Emma Jemmet, use this property in exchange for taking care of him. I don't know why I'm telling you girls all this. You're not to worry, Nancy said firmly. I'll pay for the food on the tray, and I'll carry it up and serve it myself. Oh, would you do that? Carol cried happily. From somewhere downstairs, a voice thundered, Carol, where are you?